0: This is a huge change that TikTok's made, and that's within how they were matching people with advanced matching through the pixel. In the past, they have always had the pixel matching set up and pixel tracking set up so that you really only get event fires and audience building based off of traffic that you were sending from your TikTok campaign. Anything outside your TikTok campaigns was blind to the pixel. Now, if you have advanced matching on, anybody that comes to the site, whether it be from organic, direct, or meta, if they do match the advanced matching settings, then you are able to retarget them. That change alone has pushed retargeting from something that works on some accounts or not to like a very, very viable strategy.
1: If you're a D2C brand on Shopify and you're not using Black Crow, then you're leaving significant revenue on the table. Black Crow uses your own data to help you identify customers returning to your site who would otherwise remain anonymous. The more customers you can identify, the more email and SMS abandonment messages you can send. You'll see incremental revenue almost immediately without having to change any of your existing flows. The best part? All it takes is a one-click integration, there's zero development work required. Head on over to blackcrow.ai/dtc to get started with a free 30-day trial. It's all killer no filler. I'm Eric, and today we're here with Spencer from Pilot House's TikTok team to talk a little bit about the three stages of growth and stability that we see with our accounts. But I wanted to ask first, why is it important to think about things in terms of these stages of growth?
0: It's something that we're finding more and more useful to uh, to think about because you could just be managing your accounts and being like okay it's time to test this time to test that you know performance is good performance is bad but then kind of knowing a bit of the life cycle and what stage of growth your account is at it's really helped us understand uh, one what the brands that we've been working with for a short amount of time for a long amount of time and then also with the dozens of, of brands that i've spoken with to give them better ideas of what stage they may be in. And I'll break down these stages, what you can do to identify yourself as being in those stages, and then what you can test and focus on. And that's really what I want to share over today with the brands that are listening is that it's not just a siloed state that, that you're at. It really is helpful to know, you know where you are on the growth of, of your account and then where the areas to focus are.
1: Because in these later stages, there are things like your your, your campaigns do mature in a way in terms of, of the volume and in terms of the algorithm finding finding your audience. It, so it does it, it allow advertisers who are unsure of what to expect with TikTok have a, a guide of how to sort of stay the course and get to a place they want to get to?
0: It can be. I would say that the, the most value that this is going to come out of this episode is those that have already tested a little bit. Um, Or perhaps are on are like the later stages. So this isn't uh, this isn't like a one, two month plan. This is looking at a year plus. Uh, and where you are in that first year and then where you are onwards, there's a lot of people that, that have tested on TikTok already, you know, and they may still be on, on stage one. Perhaps they got to stage two. And then a lot of people are, are kind of finding this tricky area when uh, they get to what we're calling like our stage three performance. If you are looking to, to start off and launch uh, on TikTok and just be like, what do I do in that first initial steps? Probably just type in TikTok uh, on the DTC newsletter. And we do have the DTC podcast and we do have other episodes about how we like to launch our brands. And those would definitely be way more helpful. And then you can come back to this and uh, and see where the next stages are for you.
1: Long-term TikTok success is what we're talking about. And how to I,
0: okay. Very cool. All right. Let it rip. Let's hear it. What's stage one? Stage one, very aptly named stage one. <laughs> so that's how you know it's first. That's how you know uh, we're going back to uh, to kindergarten for, for these ones. It's kind of what is the discovery phase. So stage one is essentially that first month that you are that you are testing. Um, I'm not going to leave it on on this, but it's just that that wide open sky. It's that time when you want to test all the kinds of creatives that you might want to be testing on that you have available to you. All the audiences, broad, narrow. You know, this could also be your brand restarting after. You know six months say you had a test six months ago and you want to restart uh you should still be in this you know blue sky scenario of okay we really need to find which area of our content and which area of our product actually works for people within the content and that's really what you're trying to test for and a lot of it comes down to how much information you have within your ads as well so like testing uh informative hooks versus entertaining hooks and and all that this is all stuff that that's been part of that like launch episode that, that we did with you, Eric, so that should be familiar to, to our longtime listeners. But I mean, I'm sure you could probably attest to this as well, Eric. There's there's an exciting part of this like phase one, that blue sky kind of time on, on, uh, on accounts.
1: Very cool. And I imagine there's an aspect that you have to keep of that even ongoing in TikTok because you constantly have to be testing kind of blue sky and new things in such a voraciously uh, hungry platform when it comes to creative.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. And that does bring up a, a really good point. I'm like identifying these three stages and there's, and there's ones after as well, you know, the, the stages can go infinite. Um, I'm going to lay out these, these phases that your account might be going through, but it massively varies. It varies per, per account, per product, um, how you're favored in in the algorithm. There's a lot of things that go into this. This is just a bit of a broad overview that will help to be like, okay, we don't have that much data on anything at, at the moment. And to your point, Eric, it could be something where you have a bit of stability, but then you need to kind of bring in this phase one mentality of, okay, time to go back to the drawing board. And it's essentially the phase of finding your direction and finding where those initial wins come from that then lead you on to stage two.
1: So, what are the benchmarks you're looking for at the end of stage one that can signal that you're ready to go on to the subsequent numbers st- stage?
0: Simply just any kind of traction. Okay. From those initial tests, you can have traction right off the right off the bat. You can see it might be fifty percent, it might be seventy percent of where your goal is on the platform, and it could be those little breadcrumbs of where you're wanting to go. The opposite for phase one is going to be just like really flat data. So you're looking at very low uh, average watch time per creative. You're looking at very low click through rate, and obviously. Very low sales and uh, and kind of conversion metrics. Along with that, it's all kind of comes back to that golden triangle that we've spoken about before. So all that we just like blast. We try to pretty much allow the the winning creative to like elevate us out of stage one. So it's it's just finding that traction, narrowing down to where those those winners are. It's just variety testing, iterating, and then it's where you kind of actually get a little bit of success on some creative, which then brings you to phase two. Hold on one is, sec.
1: I want to get onto phase two, but we're, we brought up Golden Triangle and I know we have a lot of repeat listeners, but just please r- shape out the Golden Triangle for our listeners that you're looking for in phase
0: one. 100%. percent would love to. Yeah. I. This is an extremely valuable way of looking at your creatives. And for those that, that, are, that are new to the Golden Triangle, it's the relationship between the average watch time, the click-through rate, and the conversion rate. And it's a lot of trying to find where your creative lies within that triangle. Obviously, if the conversions are there, then you kind of don't have to worry about it too much. But typically when you're starting out, you don't have the conversions and you're trying to see where to direct your your content. And that's kind of when the the base of that triangle comes in. You can look at how's your average watch time and you can look at how your click-through rate is. And then you can balance between those two and see how you can kind of direct and then just bring it to that to that peak of the triangle with conversion rate. And a perfect example of that is let's say you have a super good average watch time. But you made some creative that hooks people to the end. You have an average watch time of seven seconds. You know the click-through rate. You know might be 0.8. You know it's decent, but then there's no conversions coming in. That actually allows you to pull back on the hook to get people to watch more of it. And you might want to pull back and and try to make some creative that has the elements of that first video but then pushes a bit more sales or a bit more product in the first like five seconds, say, and then your average watch time decreases. It goes down to five seconds, goes goes down to four seconds, which on paper, on desktop, doesn't look that great, but it allows the people that are watching actually know about the product, that they actually know what the price is. They know that they're watching a video for a product and then it'll improve that last part of the triangle, the conversion rate.
1: Triangles come in all shapes and sizes, so they're usually just triangles, but they come in all sizes and orientations. So you just got to find the right orientation of your triangle with those three metrics. Awesome, glad we covered that. Okay, so you've you've your golden triangle has come together in at the towards the end of stage one. You've got some winning creatives. You've got some angles and avenues and audiences that are starting to convert at not maybe not your goal metric, not exactly where you want to be, but they're you're seeing progression towards your goal metric. Uh, that's stage stage one. So stage two hit me up. How do, how does that look?
0: Stage two is going to present itself to you based off of you, like constantly following these, these winners and constantly improving stage two is the growth and TikTok can, can take the growth of an account and it, it manages it extremely well, but it's based off of a few things that you might be able to see on your account. One is that within your, your creative tests, uh, and your evergreen tests and your consolidated tests, the platform will start to allocate the majority of the spend towards one or two of your creatives, uh, and it will heavily lean in that direction. And it's pretty much the sign of, okay, this creative style is pushing the audience in the direction that, that we want. It's, it's the kind of creative we want to have on platform. It's the creative that's getting you the results and if you put a bit of scale behind it then you know it's able to manage it and it's just expanding on the audience that you're already hitting and it's able to manage that expansion and scale and you'll pretty much feel at this point like with that winning creative anything you test with it is is going to do well we see this time and time again with our uh, the brands that we have been testing with and that, that we've been advertising for that you just test these these varieties within stage 1 and then you can have just this hero video that brings you out of, you know, that 70%, you know, let's say between 50 and 100% of of what your goal is. And suddenly you're at 120% uh, of of your goal, you're over it and you're scaling up and it's able to handle it. And it's really what you wanna see. You may see things like CPMs uh, increase, and that's actually okay. That's the algorithm favoring your content and knowing exactly who that content's for. So that's not anything that should deter you. And, You can take that winning creative and put it in new audiences and it'll run just just well this is this is the the best stage to be in it's massive expansion uh, opportunity and like this can happen after let's say weeks of testing through to three months it's it's just
1: it can be one creative only like you can stage two can be fully facilitated by one single hero creative you've planted the seed in stage one ideally you want more than one but quite often you're saying it can be that on TikTok. it's really that one hero creative that works across audiences
0: yeah yeah totally yeah and it's not anything that should really deter you it it can scale with that one creative very very well and you know we take what, what we can get and like TikTok is allowing us to, to use this creative that's just resonating with people extremely well, and you should scale on that. And you can scale super well. Some things to test is if you have that that core campaign with the core audience, you can just dupe that out. And this is if you're a little bit uh, unsure about, you know, just a little bit hesitant about going too aggressive with scale. You can always just dupe out that winning campaign, you know, double, triple, triple however aggressively you might want to be the budget on that secondary campaign and see how a campaign does just starting at that, at that budget, just starting at that broad hit of of audience. And if it doesn't do well after, you know, three days or so, then you can go back to your bread and butter, the one that has been winning. A few other things that you should be testing during this period, just top funnel expansion, broader audiences. If you're hitting these like balanced audiences, test it with wide open, test it with Female only is wide open in the U.S. You should give TikTok pretty much as much as much rope as you can uh, so that it can expand without any uh, any kind of restrictions. And this is a good time to do it. If you wanted to test out more aggressive uh, scaling strategies, if you wanted to test out a more reserved scaling strategy, we've seen both work. Uh, it could also just be down to your buyer's preference. But this phase two is really just you found that bit of creative that's that creative style that you can then iterate off of and take what you think is the winning aspects and and try and beat out that that winning creative because you know we don't want to rely on on one or two winning creatives it's just typically what what we see during this like growth phase and then you can take those those learnings and just like pump it through uh your creative queue and see if you can test out new hooks new hero images new we you know, whatever whatever that aspect might be, it's kind of that time. But this is, honestly, this is like as good as the stages get in terms of, the salad you know, it's, yeah, behind it, yeah. that initial success, it's, it's very fun.
1: It's funny, I think of the ads that I see on TikTok and it's often the same ads over and over and over again for a while. So it does make sense that when you have an ad that cracks that attention code, it's interesting, it works across different areas. Do you ever find ones that like, I guess often you probably find ones that do well in specific audiences, but then you try to take them broader, you try to add scale to them and they turn out, they're they're like false winners. Or once you generally find like a winner, you do find that you can scale it across different audiences.
0: Yeah, without saying, you know, absolutes, um, I'd say typically the winners that we have do pretty well. Once you like scale out, like, let's say you're making something for beauty and style within a beauty and style audience. And it does extremely well there. Um, especially if you've trained the pixel like that, once you go broad, it's really not going perfectly broad. It's still staying within where the algorithm knows that, uh, that people are going to resonate with that creative. Uh, so it's typically it does okay once you go a little bit broader um that being said there's absolutely exceptions and there's times where you know these balanced audiences uh end up being like our, our scale audiences and we can scale those up um for like months on on end it's just a matter of in general we like to go broader because it, it just lengthens the the time of the creative um which is really what, what we're trying to do we're trying to take a creative style could even just be like one ad id post and just keep snowballing that it's a great creative visual it's saying all the right stuff you know the cta is there whatever the elements might be uh, and then snowballing with all of the social proof on top of it which we have seen you know after two plus months of these winning creatives that we think that that is like the really the thing that's bringing people through you know continuously interested in the product and like seeing it on their free page is seeing the social proof just grow.
1: The days are getting shorter, shopping lists are getting longer, and marketers hair joins the autumn leaves in the deciduous tradition of falling out. That's right, it's November, and that means it's e-commerce go time. This Q4 make one-to-one conversations with your customers your number one revenue channel with PostScript. With innovative technology, a customer-first mentality, and products like SMS sales and Fondue cashback, Postscript is the preferred SMS revenue platform for over 12,000 Shopify merchants. With Postscript, you'll learn SMS best practices, data-driven sending strategies, list growth tactics, and so much more. You can learn more about Postscript and receive an exclusive offer by visiting postscript.io/dtc. Before we go on to stage three, let's stay in the fun zone in stage two here. You mentioned pixel training. Is that something that gets handled in, in stage one generally? Is that like, I think we've probably talked about this, but I'm just interested in a refresher. What are the parameters for how you train a pixel, a TikTok pixel?
0: Well, TikTok will say one thing and advertisers might say, might say another. They say that you should be getting out of the learning phase and get like 50 conversions and over a seven day period. And you know, for like the handbook, that could be something, it's not something that I personally suggest, like the TikTok reps and, and what they say the algorithm needs to be trained, that is that is what they lay out. Um, but for us, it's it's a smaller lever that actually contributes to the scaling up and to the performance. Um, so it's something that we kind of keep in mind. Uh, but it's really just how do you find that creative that resonates with people? There's, there's a few things that, that we definitely keep in mind. One is if it's a niche product, it's best to hit more niche audiences within interests or hashtags and get those tests out so that, you know, the, the pixel, you know, which who's essentially blind, the pixel's got no idea what's going on. It's, uh, it's, it's just you running fish off in the right the ponds
1: it, to start. You've when totally. you got a specific lure, you fish in the right ponds,
0: right? Yeah. So then when you go broader, then it's trained and it at least has uh, a knowledge of which fish it's, uh, it's trying to, it's trying to catch. Cool. Great. Yeah. Another great example is starting over like a sales period is just if you start during a sales period, then it does just like kickstart that fire instead of building up with a little kindling, you're chucking a, a can of gas on there. So that's a really good strategy, I'd say.
1: Nice. Pixel training 101. Uh, nice. Okay. So we're in phase two. We've got these, we've got some winners crushing. We're scaling vertically. What are the telltale signs of falling out of stage two into the less preferable stage three?
0: Yeah, it, it is. I would say less preferable one because it doesn't quite have the same growth and, and excitement, but it's still stage three is still a really good time. Uh, it's just what we kind of see as like an inevitability that, that your winning creative styles will start to dip that, you know, you'll be less favored in the algorithm, let's say, and just overall your performance just starts to, to dip a little bit. And everything that has been working in the past stops, you know, having the same kick uh, on the account. So this is our stage three. I'm I'm kind of nicknaming it the midlife crisis stage. Know it well because you're you're there. You've you've done all the right stuff. You've uh you're in like a good place, but then there's still just like what can I do to to like get this going again to to get a little bit of fire going, and just for a bit of timeline as well. I've seen brands hit this, you know. After they have been in stage two for potentially six to twelve months, that they've been running on on the wins of these top creatives, that they just have a really good evergreen campaign going, that they're that they're bringing in new winners to. Typically, you know, there's still just like over a period like a very small amount of creative that ends up taking the majority of of the spend, which you know is ultimately good. You're bringing people into the site, you're hitting your goals, you're still scaling, you're hitting, you're at a good scale when like big sales periods comes around.
1: And And you're still testing probably small refinements in there. You're testing other things, even though, and even if I'm curious about how often you displace the original winner with things that you test when you try to create variations that are similar to the winner or if quite often that original winner holds out.
0: Yeah, it's a variety. Of course. We still have like sections of our of our tests that are still that blue sky. Okay, let's see if we can beat this winner. If you know it's like you're going into the into the ring and like you're trying to take out, you know, Mike Tyson's. Like he, there has to be a way. It's better. There has yeah. to be a way to, to do this. And like absolutely there's like small changes off of uh winners that you can bring on in, just iterating for sales periods off those winners are, are huge and like duets and, and things like that. But typically it's it's just this really core campaign that's kind of running as as like that top of the top and then we do tests underneath and then try and test against those those evergreens and you know there's times where the where the top creative will it'll just be consistent at let's let's say like a perfect 100% of what, what our goal like ROAS is and it's just been there for you know 2 3 months at, at this point and then we bring in a fresh creative and that creative is at 150 percent of what our, our goal ROAS is, and like we love it, we want to back it more. We test it in new things, and then absolutely it can like take over from that winner, or it could have like a quick kind of spike over the next like month or two, and then kind of like dwindle down, and then you know the the evergreen one holds out. And stage three, uh, good old midlife crisis stage, is a stage that I've spoken to quite a few brands about before. Where they've been running at, at like a decent scale for quite some time and just like things just don't have the same kick that that they used to that they're kind of starting to slow down and they're starting to have a little bit of discouragement about the platform and like we've had brands that have gone through the the full stage process and we kind of adjust for it and so it's these adjustments and also what like the modern advertising on TikTok looks like that i have like a bit of a list here that i can share over that we really suggest like, okay, identify that you're in this stage. Don't get discouraged that it's, that it's over and that there's like nothing more that you can do. There is. And you kind of just have to like realize that you're in this stage three, not fight it and work with it.
1: Much like a midlife crisis. So, so so what? So what are these actions, just for you? So you don't buy a sports car. Number one.
0: It's actually number one on our list is buy a sports car. So that's crazy <laughs> that you brought that up. <laughs> you get a you get a katana. You buy a golden katana. Man, it would be nice though, wouldn't it? If that would get you out buying yeah. things on uh, on the company card.
1: If you're a guru, it might. If you're if you're selling education as a guru, it might. You know, having a a, a sweet supercar might yeah. really help your ads. <laughs> Back on topic here. Uh, sorry, were there specific things we're looking or that we want to do in stage three once we're, once we're in the, uh, the midlife crisis?
0: Absolutely, yeah. So all those signs that I said, that will kind of help you identify that, that you're within this stage. And there's absolutely things that, that you can do to work with what uh, the platform's giving you and to refresh um, what was you know a very exciting phase. So a few things to, to keep in mind is that uh, we are hitting a mass amount of people. And TikTok doesn't particularly love showing people the same ad over and over. They've started being more okay with it. There's started being more ad placements. It is continuously improving, which is awesome. But then when you look over that six months, 12 month period, that's when it does kind of start to, to shift away and go, okay, maybe we shouldn't be continuously uh, showing this. And on top of that, people are starting to become familiar with that look of that creative, with the look of your website, with what the creators sound like, all these little visual things can just tilt the performance in the bad direction that, that you won't really be looking for. Or you've gone through everybody and you're starting to hit you know, a less intentful audience and that in less intentful audience just isn't quite, uh, they just don't have any intent. They, they've never bought anything on platform and uh, the creative you've been running just doesn't quite work for them. So kind of knowing you're blind to everyone
1: else anyone else that might work at this point after you've seen an ad a hundred times you're just it's not going to work right people are totally tuned out to it
0: so as like a really general note knowing that that's the case and then trying to think of how you can have a full visual refresh Mm -hmm. can be huge if you have general hooks that tend to work with a certain creative with a in a certain space you know totally change that up if you have been in front of You know your production line for for a bit just like talking to the camera and bringing people through you know go to a park and then start like pov and and have like five seconds of gibberish in the the start just really think about how you can hit those same people but with visuals that they've just never seen before a pattern interrupt
1: something that they're not expecting
0: totally because you've pretty much proved that that people do like the product they just have uh you know, seeing everything that, that they want to see. They, they might still like the product. They might still like the brand. But on TikTok, if they, you know, get used to that style, then they'll just swipe right past it. They're looking for, for quick hits. And so you kind of just have to have Pretty much just, just new stuff.
1: I like that. So I'm, I'm liking this state the phase one, two, three, but I'm thinking about, I feel like phase one is like the courtship phase where you're sort of dating, uh, dating multiple people, figuring out what works right. Then you get to the honeymoon phase, phase two, everyone's favorite, where you're getting all these winners that are popping off. We're now in the midlife crisis phase. So we have to get through the midlife crisis phase and into the golden years. So that's the next phase is figure out in, in this rubric here is how do we get into the golden years, that, which I feel will be stage four.
0: Totally. Um, a few other things that, that would really help out for stage three as well, uh, start thinking about actually having the new look with multi-touch points in terms of retargeting. This is actually something that's just come up over the last two, three months or so. So this is a huge change that TikTok's made. And it wasn't anything that they particularly announced. And something that flew under my radar for, I think it was out for a month or so before I found out about it. And I'm just like, how did nobody tell me about it? How did I not know? And that's within how they were uh, matching people with advanced matching uh, through the pixel. So a bit of like history for the pixel. In the past, they have always had uh, the pixel matching set up and pixel tracking set up so that you really only get event fires and audience building based off of traffic that you were sending from your TikTok campaigns, if that makes sense. Pretty much anything outside of your TikTok campaigns was blind to the pixel. And that has just changed here over the last few months. Now, if you have advanced matching on, anybody that comes to the site, whether it be from organic, whether it be from direct or meta or Google, like anywhere that that they've come, if they do match the advanced matching settings, then you are able to retarget them. So that change alone has pushed retargeting from something that, you know, works on some accounts or not to like a very, very viable strategy. Retargeting should kind of be in your funnel regardless up until this point, but entering phase three here, it does allow you to think, okay, how can we hit people on, with like multiple, multiple uh, touch points with different visuals? Google Analytics tells us we need to hit people like 12 times before people convert. That's, that's their metrics based off of all platforms. It's not just TikTok wide, but if we know that we can just hit people multiple, multiple times, and then eventually like that conversion rate will go up, then that should be entered into uh, our strategy. The last thing that, that I'll drop for this phase as well is thinking a little bit more organic, specifically using that creative that just has been spinning its tires within paid, and then transition to being a bit more organic focused. And not only does that obviously just have a long-term effect in terms of people finding the brand and everything that comes along with organic, da da da. But it also allows you to spark ads and spark ads, especially if it has any social proof behind it, do perform really well. And it is a new look for people. Um, they're able to, like, when they click on your page, it looks different opposed to just going to the website, which kind of just goes in line with just the refresh. It's time to get away from what has been working in phase two. Don't just keep, you know, going up and like spinning your tires, trying to get this hill. Take a second, reassess, how do you hit people new? And uh, that's another strategy to to get out of it because stage three is absolutely not the end for your account. There are still ways to stay on platform and stay consistent. And we're working with our brands to make that happen. Uh, It can be discouraging, but with all these, and at least knowing that this stage is something that, that a lot of brands see of just like filling up on hitting everybody for the first time And then as soon as things start to to decrease, when things were super stable, just getting a little bit discouraged. It doesn't have to be the case. You can push through it and then get to, as Eric is saying, the golden years.
1: Which we're not a hundred percent. Once we get, we push through. The thing is, it also just might cycle back to stage one again, because then you're actually back in that active dating phase where you're looking for something else that's going to get over for your audience. I, I, I like that concept of palette cleansing in a way and coming back with yeah you kind of have to come back with a mm-hmm. a new you can't be a one-trick pony essentially so kind of coming back to that uh yeah i think there's a ton of really uh interesting tips in here and i didn't know that about the pixel matching that's now happening on tiktok that's great great news uh just in terms for the omni-channel ecosystem that, that tiktok represents totally Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the DTC newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all killer, no filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the DTC Podcast. We'll see you next time.